0: You're listening to Clock Radio speakers with Armand and Doc, and now, side B. Oh, so are we ready now? Let's talk about the year. Because I know we sort of talked about stuff. We we have gotten feedback that we have been really critical of 2016. That's like a, that's a nice way of of summarizing the feedback that we get. Yes, right, right, right. And when I went back and listened to it, what I realized is. There were a lot of random songs and things this year that actually were pretty dope. And some of these I want to talk about when we talk about like our actual like, here's like our top albums and top songs of the year. But there's a whole range of stuff that I kind of just want to say is like, you know what? I didn't give that enough love. That's pretty good. Okay. Um. It, well, I'm trying to think how I want to do this because interestingly, you know what? I take that back because when I... If I talk about something on this list, that means it's not on my top list, which will be sort of revealing and I'll kind of give away some of this stuff. So I'm trying to think of the best way to structure this. You want to talk about top song, like your your favorite songs first? You want to talk about favorite albums? How do you want to do this?
1: Uh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a top list, a top song list. Okay. I didn't get around to making one. I would have to like freestyle it. Sure. Um, But what? it's pot. It,
0: it's, it's doable. We can start off with songs. What? Well, I was going to say, then let's talk about albums. Okay. And then after that, we'll just go into random other stuff that's dope this year.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Do you have a full 10?
1: I have 7 definites and 3 reaches. Okay. That I don't even I don't even want to list the three mentions, the three reaches might as well just be honorable mentions. Right. It really just came down to what are the albums that I listened to the most this year? Sure. Sure, sure. Because I think from a technical standpoint, I think you said this earlier, um, technically, the music was good Mm. in 2016. You know, good production. I don't think lyricism was much of an issue outside of the people that we expected it to be an issue with. Um, Content-wise, and, you know, there's a lot going on in in our world to make content pretty easy. Um, And then even for, for certain artists who... Um, whose job is to create content that gets us away from what's going on in the world? Um, because that's important too. But n- a lot of it just wasn't compelling for me. So the seven albums that I have were albums that compelled me, that actually drew me in and then gave me something when I heard them. Because I think that is a little more important, a little more important than, or it's just as important as is the music good? Because it can be good, but then still the experience of it can be kind of boring. Okay. So but a great experience can, uh, can help uh, an average album, which I think one of these helped tremendously.
0: So then do you want to talk about the honorable mentions for, I got some and you've got some, we could talk about yeah, those. Yeah, sure.
1: I've got, I've got three, I've got, well, actually four. I've got four honorable mentions because it actually makes me up to 11 because I looked at your list and said, oh yeah, I
0: need to add that on there. All right. I've got four uh, honorable mentions as well. Okay. Then we're perfect. You go ahead and go first. A, so in a. <sighs> This is a hard one to describe because it doesn't exist. But a slimmed down version of Views would actually be an honorable mention. And I have this playlist sitting on my Apple Music playlist. Send it to me. <laughs> and did, did you add any stuff from Real like, Sound Radio? No, I just added uh, Summer 16, actually. Did you hear the other Aaliyah song that leaked? No. With Drake and Aaliyah? It's actually dope. For For me, the... I mean, we talked about this extensively on the on the views, uh, you know, episode, which you should listen to on com. but the views is just bloated. And we're going to run into this problem all over this episode. And frankly, for the foreseeable future, because we've talked about this before, but the way that the rules work now, they encourage artists to have tons of tracks. Like that Kid Cudi album is like 20 something tracks long. It's 86 songs. I mean, it's 86 minutes. You know, what, artists have finally realized, hey, first of all, we don't have to be locked in to 80 minutes who cares about the cds right that's problem one so now stuff's good, it's just going to get longer problem two is that due to the way that streams get tallied if you have i've said this the, on the show before but i'll say it again if you have 80 minutes of music and if you have 20 tracks that is that counts for more in terms of album equivalents quote-unquote than 80 minutes of music and 10 tracks so the days of justin timberlake doing two-part songs is over right and so. You look at a lot of these albums, they have a lot of these little skits, right? Like the Solange album is a good example. I plan on talking about that one a little little bit later, but all those like masterpiece skits, in a previous era, they may or they may not have been like separate skits, but it makes sense now to make them separate skits if that, you know what I mean? Because they get counted. So, Views is just that plus the fact you know that they were working on Views for so long means it's just kind of bloated and they were kind of trying to do this like trip through the season sort of thing and frankly four seasons means you've got you know you're going to spend at least four to five songs but you kind of go all the way around it's just too much and yeah. it and it takes away from Drake's real strengths this year which was i mean he had he had radio friendly records for days you know and it takes forever to get to them on the album so yeah so my so i just slim down resequenced, i mean even slim down it's still like 15 or 16 tracks but kind of matters when you cut away some of the fat and frankly you could probably cut even more but i put that in terms of my honorable mention because it wasn't a great album as it shipped a slimmed down version would be better and in some way drake had a huge impact on this year you know so it felt Uh, weird to not include at least as an honorable mention
1: okay okay he's not on my honorable mention list but that totally it's weird because it's not on my honorable mention list but i listen to views a lot Mm. um the views album is really good i did a lot of traveling this year it's a really good um layover album. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's really good to, you know, if I have a, a two hour layover somewhere, hour and a half, and I just want to walk around and people watch and do it. It was a really good album for that. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think I think Drake in retrospect, he some artists are on social media too much. And okay. I think the narrative was or the narrative with Drake is it still is well, he's a great artist, but he doesn't have a classic album. So I think what he did was is he looked at all of the things that made classic albums classic, in his opinion, and he tried to do that when he should have just capitalized on the hit records that he had, sprinkled in the different the other different sides of Drake that we like. So Rapity Rap Drake and you know, and it views would have been what it needed to be. Mm. But it's always being as an artist, you can't be too concerned about your audience. You have to do what you know how to do best and let that work speak for itself versus, you know, I know it's a little different because Drake is a business and Drake makes a lot of people money. But if we're only focused on the focusing on the artistry side of it, which I believe Drake does, um, he just has to do him. And I don't know. I'm very curious to see how that's going to bode in 2017. I think we said at the beginning this was going to be the first time Drake takes a hit, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Like we said Drake was going to take a blow and
0: we were going to see how he responds to it. Did he? Did he take a blow? Yeah, right? Sort of a self-inflicted blow more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that's about right. Okay. All right. What what do you have on your honorable mention? Uh...
1: Uh the first one that I have, this one's really easy to explain. Uh Childish Gambino Awaken, my love. Only reason why it's an honorable mention is because it, it I just haven't had enough time to sit with it. Okay. Um, but great album, really dope. Uh we'll be playing it when probably springtime.
0: And we'll I'll talk about that one later. <laughs> okay. That works. Next for you. An album that I had a change of heart on. Uh oh. The Isaiah Rashad album. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah it is staggeringly consistent. It is like a slice of late nineties dungeon family without a hit record, if that makes sense. So like if you, if you imagine like I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him by calling him a B grade dungeon family member, because frankly that's pretty good. If you took one of the beat, the B teamers from dungeon family and then you'd listen to their album, but then subtracted the one hit single that they got. Mm hmm. It kind of feels a little bit like that, and it might even be a little bit better than that. Um It's really well done, like in a sense. And yes, it's like disparaging. It's like kind of, dis- not disparaging, despairing to hear, you know, and be- talking about the issues with drugs and everything else. But I realized when we did that episode, I was really up on my high horse because, man, oh man, did I listen to rappers talk about drugs a lot growing up. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and kind of what matters to a certain degree is, that's not, not what matters. Part of what matters is, you're sort of trying to judge it as as art in and of itself, and so Isaiah can rap, and the and his producers. And it's interesting because it, it's not... I mean, it's a TDE album, but you. I mean, it might as well not be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. TDE is still this interesting case where, with a few exceptions, they sort of let their artists kind of live in their own worlds. There uh-huh. are occasional crossovers, like the Schoolboy Q album. You know, I went back and re listened to that, and Schoolboy Q makes Schoolboy Q music. You know, uh-huh. I they don't really cross over much. And I I sort of wonder, I sort of think that Isaiah Rashad could actually benefit from some of that, you know, Mm. like Kendrick doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to churn out album after album. So that whole like crew musicians that Kendrick has put together, man, imagine if they were working with Isaiah during Kendrick's off years. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, but TDE doesn't operate like that much to my chagrin actually. Like I think they've actually done a pretty bad job of sort of struck of sort of, I mean, the playbook is there. People have done this forever. Like, you're telling me Kendrick puts out an album and their new signees don't have a guest verse? Really? They don't think about themselves as a traditional label that way. Yeah. And so, I look at I listen to this Isaiah Rashad album and it's 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 good. Like I was really surprised when I went back and listened to it a couple more times. I was like, huh. Hmm. It you need to be you know I was not in the right mood the first time I listened to it, but it's better than I thought. Okay. He's still not all the way there, and I don't know if he I don't know if he's going to be the guy who comes up with like a catchy hit or something like that. But like, I look at it this way. If TDE were like time warped 15 years ago and they were following the traditional sort of, I'm expanding my label playbook, they would have had the Kendrick single, you know? Schoolboy would have popped up a couple, you know, like they would have done the moves. And the fact that they're not doing this actually kind of hurts his album because he kind of needed something to anchor it, you know? So yeah, Isaiah Rashad. That's, I sort of sort of did a, a little bit of a, not a full 180. I did like a 90 degree on that. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: the next one that I had was, you know, I'm biased. Okay. Um, it would have to go to actually, yeah, these next three artists are all <laughs> bias picks for me. It's okay. That I'm sure nobody has in there. One, one might be in, in, in a, in a, in a year list cause it's a really good album. Um, Joe Budden, Raging, Raging the Machine It's an album that I played a lot. And I think it was because I was happy that a rapper that I grew up studying was rapping again and the beats weren't trash and it wasn't about any of his exes and it wasn't him wallowing in his shortcomings and things of that nature um it was just good to hear one of my favorite rappers rap mm. and i'm a big fan of a rap as well <clears throat> so i played it a lot but was it like you know when i look at the seven that i have like they're low-key either groundbreaking or we'll look back on them very fondly. I don't know if we're going to look, I don't know if I'm going to look back on this album at all in another year. or So mm. it was really good for the time that it was out. I enjoyed it. And now I'm kind of ready for, you know, either a part two or whatever comes after that. So that's my second.
0: One. So good. Good. I mean, overall a good year for Joe button for you as a Joe Budden fan.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, there are little slip ups, you know, you don't want to see a favorite rapper chasing after kids with rocks. I forgot um, about that yeah you don't want to see that but you know the the drake disses you know although though they were a little excessive you know we were actually listening to them again in orlando they're still wake still holds up really good um wake is really dope and the beat for afraid is crazy um yeah in the podcast and all that's so yeah so i i would say yeah it's good good year for a joe Budden fan
0: okay next for you the bruno mars album 24 karat magic Mmm. It's really good. It is good. Um, like the title track, we first heard it, we knew it was a hit. It's actually better than I think it is. Um, yeah, calling yeah. all my lovelies is dope. That's probably the next single. Finesse is is dope. Finesse is dope. Finesse is dope. And I'm not even, I'm not I'm not even ready to talk about Versace on the floor right now. Oh, that might be the next single. So this album has records. I mean, yeah, it does. Yep. The like it's it's only ten songs, which is kind of great. But then. When one of them is like your babyface style ballad and there's a handful of, there's not like, you know, not every song is a, is exactly what you want. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, but it's a good, like you can listen to this all the way through. It's, it's good. And when he is on, he is on. So I actually enjoyed this way more than I thought I would like, excuse me. You have to sort of be okay with the fact that yes, he is going to draw on all these other influences. Once you get past that, you enjoy it tremendously. Yeah. Now, if you can't get past that, then you're crossing your arms right now and going "Bruno Mars," rah. you know. But right, you know, it's a good album. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what Drake should have did with Views. Hmm. Just stay in your wheelhouse, and just, the thing about Twenty Four Magic. Do, just
0: do Caribbean jams. <laughs> do you think he spells that with a Z? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a basketball next to jams.
1: <laughs> it's just super, like, there's Drake Jock Jams or something like that. And so instead of Jock Jams, like Caribbean Jams. Caribbean Jams. Um, yeah, like, I mean, just the fact that it's nine records and pretty much all of them you can hear in some capacity somewhere else besides on the album, meaning they could get licensed for a commercial, a movie, or you'll hear them all over the radio. Um, Bruno Mars is now, this is the album that solidified him as a hit maker. Yeah. And what I mean by that is his previous albums definitely had hits, but he was still trying to put together albums. This album is just a collection of hits. Right. And that's hits in the making. Yeah. Yep. And that's what View should have been. It should have been a collection of hits with, you know, sprinkled in with some other stuff. And I I think he tried to do too much. Bruno Mars did just enough. And I I feel like his tour is going to be wildly successful because he did what, seems like the bare minimum Mm. but he's gonna get a lot of return off of that bare minimum right 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 yeah so i i feel that i just didn't that's not oh that's only now on my list because i didn't i didn't listen to it for long Mm. i listened to it long enough but
0: dope album okay what else
1: you got uh next one another bias project from one of my favorite mcs that we i don't even think we talked about it on the show um sky zoo and apollo brown the easy truth um it's just good to hear sky rap and I'm not the biggest Apollo Brown fan, but he and Sky found a rhythm that I appreciated. And that's really all I wanted. I didn't want anything. The thing about Sky, Sky reminds me of like a, I almost want to say like a Jamal Crawford, where you know what you're going to get when he gets on the floor. And you don't expect any more, any less from him. If he hits a game winner, great. If he is on defense and creates a turnover, great. But just all around, he's efficient in just about everything that I need him to be efficient in. And that enough that is enough for me. So that's my third um Honorable mention. Honorable mention. I'm okay. sorry, I'm really tired and sick. I didn't say it on the show, but
0: yeah. Uh last honorable mention for me, you're not this is definitely not on your list, is Travis Scott. Travis I liked Travis more when
1: um I went to LA. Hmm. The album sounded way better in LA. So I won't even give you, I won't even do Travis Slender. I feel like there's some records on it and I probably won't appreciate that.
0: Appreciate that album for a few more months. The Travis and Kid Cudi record through the late night is just freaking ridiculous. One of my favorite singles of the year. It's peak Kid Cudi. Like, um, but, uh, what's another record on there? Um... Guidance is good. Like there's a whole but there there are a number of records where you're like, huh, yeah. And I, I still feel like he's not hundred percent pulling it together. I think when we talked about this in the show, we talked about that the album on the show, we we said something effective, I think I said something effective, like you could take like bits from all of his projects and make something absolutely incredible, but he just hasn't put together a full project yet. And I, I still think that's true. Um, but I I ended up I ended up coming back to this album because there are records on here that are actually you know pretty good and pick up the phone not one of my favorite singles at first but that's just like it it sticks with you after a while um Travis has a way of doing that like he kind of walks a fine line like sometimes he just goes way way too deep into Travis Scottery there's a there's a, there's a few too many straight ups you know there's a few too, <laughs> there's a few too much Travis Scott but when he when he gets it he gets it so yeah um it's an album I, I sneakily found myself listening to this year okay okay uh
1: last honorable mention that I have the Friend same. of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh late mention similar to uh Rage in the Machine. I didn't I listened to it a lot for a short period of time. Um, but I went back and listened to it and forgot how good it was. And that is Middle Clash layup Line. That
0: is my number ten. So we can <sighs> talk about it. Let's just talk about it now. Incredibly short. <laughs> yeah. It's five five songs. Each one's like two minutes and change, maybe. Maybe. No hooks. No hooks. Loops and rhymes. Yep. Um, But there's no fat here. Yep. And Bruce Banner is ridiculous. Yes, it is. The rest of it's pretty good too. So when you combine that, it's pretty easy to just run through it a couple times. No problem. Yep. Um, It's one of those
1: albums you listen to like two or three times on accident. (laughs) You let it
0: it go. Right. Um, Yeah. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Um, It's, you know, it's... It's one of those things now where like, I can point to that, and I know Taylor's got a lot of stuff that's good, but I can point to that record and go oh, along with The Only Us, actually. But I can point to those two records and be like, oh, you want to hear Taylor Gray? This is what I would listen to if I, if I, if I wanted to get someone into Taylor Gray.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: <laughs> because, oh man, the beat alone. like Because you know what it is? like The beat draws you in, and then you start listening to the raps, and then the beat smacks you back in the face. And I like songs like that. But the rest yeah. of the album is good too. I mean, I'm say, just saying, the rest of the EP is good. And yes, we're biased. We had them on the show. We know them, all that. But no, Middle Class Layup Line, like, it is incredibly short and really good. Yeah. So that's that was my number 10. Okay. Okay. So just go up to seven. Go up to seven. So my number nine. Seven, I'll join in. Uh, Division. I need to re listen to that album. Really good. I need to re listen to that album. Try. In Too Deep, In and Out, and Angela are incredible songs. These are incredible records. In Too Deep is a song that
1: I don't need to listen to as a single man trying to start a live. <laughs> <laughs> In Too Deep is like,
0: oh, yeah, no, no. no. Uh, so the the division D V S N. If you're if you're not familiar with them, uh, September fifth is the name of the album. It's their debut, right? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So if you're not familiar at all with Division, I mean if you're listening to the show, you're probably at least familiar with half of Division, which is the producer in nineteen eighty five, who produces a ton of stuff for Drake, uh ton of stuff for Party. He produced on Majee Jordan album as well, but um for Drake, you know, this year alone he did With You, One Dance, Child's Play, Too Good, Hotline Bling, he did the four free record, like sub- like 1985, this has been his year. He had a great year, incredible year, right? He did truffle butter, you know. Did he? Yeah, 1985. Like when you think of like that that Drake Caribbean sound, you're thinking of 1985. And so he is half of Division, but there is not a single record like that on this album. Why didn't
1: they give with you the party? Well,
0: we talked. About? We I went, did. I went back and listened to that entire Party album i wanted god to give you. it i wanted to give it a chance god bless you it's not good that's it's true. not good they the, the the drake record is and i'm being charitable a b-grade record what come and see me yeah 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 a b-grade record and that's being kind um but yeah this record i feel like got not nearly enough love came out in march just sort of like floated out there um but this division album is really really good and it's only 10 tracks it's ten yeah, tracks, absolutely. it's forty six minutes, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I need I need to listen to that again.
0: There are times when you're listening to it when you sort of go, huh. Like it almost sometimes they sort of flirt with almost like Timbo Missy vibes and rhythms. Like you see that. There's some really good stuff here. I was pleasantly surprised by division. I can see that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Number eight might be one of yours. So if it is stop me and we'll talk about it when we get to yours. Okay untitled and mastered nope we can talk about it let's talk about untitled and mastered way better than i remember it being mm. there was way too much stuff at the top of the year mm. way too much stuff like if you look at what came out the first four months of the year it was pablo anti untitled and mastered uh views lemonade like that's shoot. there's a lot of stuff that's going on here yeah and untitled and mastered so going back and re-listening to it yeah it's not perfect there are some records i'm like okay these are you know these are cool these are whatever but there are definitely records on here where you're like wow like well what i just call levitate but untitled untitled seven which is incredible title uh changed the um the
1: track listing where they're not just dates and times some of them actually have song titles on. oh
0: really yep i presume this is now called oh it's yeah it's called untitled oh seven levitate yep Um, you know, and yeah, we kind of made fun of the fact that hypothetically, uh, Swiss beats kid produces the second half of this. (laughs) We're, we're like really, really bad. Like sometimes we're just really bad. Listen, you have kids. I do. You would do that for your kid. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Right. And it's fine. I think it's adorable, but nah,
1: don't. Here's the other thing. I also make fun of my kids a lot too. (laughs) This is a good a good slander session. We all make fun of each other. So I love language. Right, right, right. But but yeah. no, like uh,
0: blue faces is on here. Blue faces is dope. Um, yeah, people didn't like blue faces. Blue faces was dope. Untitled two. Yeah, there's there's records here. Um, and going back and re-listening to it, it was good because I was kind of like hadn't listened to it in a while. You know, later this year, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. There's stuff here. It's not. It's not even as good as Pimp Butterfly. But, no. But. I don't even think it needed to be or was trying to be. But in a year that was relatively top heavy, like you, I had my first seven more or less locked in when I started this process. Yeah. So in a year that was relatively top heavy, it slid in nicely. I wasn't mad at this. Better than I remember, Kendrick's better than I remember on here. Um I appreciate one thing that gives me sort of interesting, I want to say hope, but like look, I like I like to a butterfly a lot. I I I I I'm still curious to see sort of the lesson that Kendrick learns from the butterfly. Like does he walk away from that going, all right, I'm I'm doubling down. I'm going deeper. I'm getting away from what everybody else is doing and I'm I'm carving out this lane for me. Or does he try to mix it up a little bit? Yeah. And Untitled and Mastered gives me hope that he goes, "Oh, I'm going to mix it up a little bit." Because Kendrick is so good as a rapper, to not hear him on hear him on stuff like levitate in the future would be a crime. Right? That would be terrible. Because yeah. I like, I appreciate, and I, I really think it's good what he is trying to do, which is to not sound like everybody else. However, don't get so deep into like in, in, into into your own sound that you don't come up every, every now and again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Untitled Unmastered. What do you know? Okay. Okay. All right. I've been talking a lot. All Num- right. Number seven for you. My number seven...
1: Is a very strong album by uh, a friend of the show, soon to be an even closer friend of the show in 2017, Mm. spoiler alert. Mm. Um,
0: The Glory album by Kristen Gray. Mm. Let's talk about Glory. Let's talk about it. There were, I went back and listened to it and there were two songs on there that I totally forgot were as good as they are. Which were? 50 Shades. Yep. And My Love Is Real.
1: Listen. Let me tell you. God, I wish I could. I wish I could say what I want to say. I can't say it because I, I can't. It's okay. Throw things and people the, and,
0: the and For, buildings the, under the bus. The Pharrell vibes on "My Love Is Real." My love.
1: There's no reason why "My Love Is Real" shouldn't have been a single. Mm-hmm. They complete. There's a flub. There's a ball drop, and then there's this. Like, there's no reason why this should not have been on the radio in April, May, June of 2016. No reason, right? No reason.
0: Um, I mean, so stop me was the was like everywhere,
1: yeah. And that was due to ESPN. Shout out to right. shout out to Darren, friend, soon to be friend of the show as well. Um, yeah. So stop me was the hit, but you also had uh, "Afraid with You" is like the best worst song ever. <laughs> um, just a really great song that just yeah. Um, Fifty Shades is great. Connor McD's is dope. Um, number fifty one is dope. Um, Nowhere is dope. Blackmail is really dope. Shout out to Lauren. Hi Lauren. Um, Follow, you is, Follow you is dope. Like the only records I'm not crazy about is Open Door and Fort Knox. And even Fort Knox, I like the beat on them. I'm just not crazy about the song. Mm. But everything else on this album is really, really good. Um, he did a really good job of not doing um, School of Roses Part Two and i think that's what everybody was expecting for for him right and he did not do that at all um so yeah shout out to chris dope album and he's gonna have a really interesting 2017 as well
0: Mm. yeah i think when we i think when we even before stop me really really like blew up on espn i think we actually pointed out that yeah that's gonna get licensed and it did it did all over the place right and good for him good for him
1: yep (sighs) okay all right you're number seven what's up
0: a seat at the table. Number seven? Yeah. Oh, I got to hear the six you got above this. Okay. Okay, so is that is this one of yours? Easily. Okay, then we'll wait until we get to that point in the conversation to have it. Let's do it okay. that way. Whoever has it highest, we that's when we talk about it. Okay. All right. So then, cool. what do you- My number six- Your number six.
1: Is my easily my most played album of the year. Okay. Um, Definitely a flawed album, but definitely drove- Oh, I don't know- 75% of the conversations on this year's <laughs> episodes of Clock Radio Speakers and that is Kanye West, The Life of Pablo. Okay, well, we can wait on that because it's, it's higher for me. Okay. All right, number five for you. Uh, Six for me. Okay, my bad. Six for you.
0: Uh, Rihanna, anti.
1: Oh, I've got her higher too. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot. Okay. okay. All right. My number five. Yeah. Is uh Cachinata
0: 99.9%. All right. We could talk about Cachronata. Kei- so let's talk, let's talk Cachinata. It's good. It it could have snuck into my honorable mentions, but number five? Yeah. Tell me why you like it so much. Um personally, it was
1: a really good mix-up on my palette. Hmm. Um, I just love the up tempo feel of it. I really liked I like track Uno. I like the Craig David record. I like Together. I liked Wait Off. I like the Fonte record. Um, I liked the Sid record. I'm really curious to see what Sid and the Internet do in 2017. Um, Sid has the potential. From what I've heard her say, she's making a pop album. Mm. And Sid kind of has. She could do it if they do it the right way. Right. Um, She could definitely go pop. Um, but I do like you're the one. I like Light Spots. Oh Light Spots, yeah, Light Spots I love. is great. And I love uh Bullets.
0: Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Is that the Little Dragon so, record?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was just consistently good, which for me, with everything that's on my list are albums that I could run top to bottom easily and maybe skip one or two tracks. Um, and again it was one of those albums that musically it was solid but it just compelled me because it was so different than everything else that I consistently listen to so it's my number yeah my number five Kay. I might probably mm. should switch that in Kanye honestly mm. I probably should have k Not at six and Kanye at five and I think I'm going to because <laughs> it's my show and I can do
0: what I want you can do what you want <laughs> <clears throat> okay uh, yeah. uh, my number five uh, Francis and Lights Farewell Starlight hmm so we didn't, we, we didn't really review this on the show because it would have felt weird to review it. <laughs> sure. I mean, Hey, we reviewed stuff for my friends. It's true. It's true. Um, this is a, um, there are, are songs on here that are, uh, I, the first time I heard them. So there's one particular song that actually the opening song in here, see, see, her out. I heard that for the first time, um, at the Eau Claire, uh, music festival last summer. So summer of 2015 It's the first time we played that song live. I think. And that synth line stayed in my head for about, oh, I don't know, a year or whatever it took until I actually heard the album. And there are, Francis has a really interesting style of songwriting where he is, um, I guess I would describe it as earnest and sort of very like straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that can kind of throw people off, but there are records on here that to me stand with some of the best stuff that he's done. Um, if you're not familiar with Francis and the lights, then, um, I would, you can go watch the video for friends, which kind of had a little bit of, had a little bit of a moment this summer. Cause you know, the video, it's got, you know, a little bit of Kanye it's got him and Bon Vare dancing. Um, and then, um, see her out is great. Thank you is uh, an interesting sort of two part song. Uh, that's super short. Half of it was recorded. Um, and Justin Vernon, the guy from Bon Vare's living room. Uh, the other half is like an actual mini snippet of a song, but thank you is great. Um, out was great. Um, it's all right to cry is, 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 is really good. The first time I, I, I wish I had recorded the first time I heard that live, he did it at Eau Claire's. It was tacked onto the end of a song. And because he had the social experiment backing him up before they blew up. So Donnie trumpet and those guys were on stage. Um, it's Donnie trumpet playing the, you know, playing along to that, to that song. And I wish I had recorded it, but, um, obviously this got a lot of play i'm biased but it's a pretty good album it's pretty good so that's my number five okay dope we're we're never gonna get him on the show are we
1: (laughs) let's let's move on number four all right number four uh number four was an ep that snuck up on me because Mm. she was like the female weekend and by that i mean everything about her was very mysterious and i still don't know anything about her other outside of this ep being like a mindy um it's a uh, her um acronym h e r i don't know what it stands for probably like hold eternity <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know some fake deep but um i really 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 love this ep a whole heck of a lot um i loved um it was very It was easy to digest in a culture. Number one, I'm a big R&B head, but R&B isn't R&B the way that I like it. So I often stay in my late 80s, early to mid 90s, even a little early 2000s vein. Um, But this was very much an R&B album um, in terms of tempo, songwriting, hooks, all of that. She wasn't trying to rap like she was actually singing. Um, so wait for it with the flow for sample. Crazy. Facts is crazy. You uh, is dope. Focus is incredible. Um, even her um, her remake of Jungle grew on me. Um, I just really, really liked this project and it got a lot of play for me this year. In a year that I purposely dis- didn't listen to a whole lot of R&B, um, though, shoot, my top. Five R&B records Um, This I want to see it 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 caught me by surprise Because I I really didn't know And I feel like there's a That SoundCloud sort of sound Is It's running its course really quick Yeah So I'm very curious to see What people like Bryson Tiller um, Who benefited off of it greatly I'm very curious to see What they do in the next year Um, But she has the potential to Go left and do something else Or evolve it into something Much bigger and successful for her
0: God, I hope Bryson doesn't try to make some Caribbean jams because I'm not really. So,
1: from I'm what really I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing with this next project, Bryson wants to rap, which I think of is like, course he the does. Possible,
0: like the worst thing for him to do. Of course he does. <sighs> I know. All right, they all want to rap. That's all they want to do. i Singers want to be rappers. Rappers want to be singers. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I was about to say, but but yeah. <laughs> Okay. okay yeah. That was your number uh, f- five. Yeah, five. Yeah. So I know my number four is not on your list. Okay. Now it's Chance the Rapper coloring book. You know what? You're right. Yeah. You are. You are like standing alone on an island when it comes to Chance the Rapper, my friend. I really am. You are really out there, just just by yourself, staying strong, not 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 giving in. That's fine. No, that's fine. No, um. This was Chance's year. It was. Um, the last time somebody had a breakout year like this, what is, I mean, probably Drake, right? Drake in 09. Yeah. Cause Kendrick kind of had like his breakout year was sort of like, uh, it was like two separate years. Cause section 80 made like some noise. And then obviously good kid mad city was gigantic, but yeah, this feels, you know, feels like Drake in 09 a little bit. Um, if that's the case, then I guess we've got the disappointing album next year to follow. Is that's the trend. (laughs) Um, but coloring book was a mixtape, but it's really an album because that's not a mixtape. Uh, my new rule is if if you have the means to put it out via a regular like a major distribution channel, so Apple Music, Spotify, Title, etc. But instead you put it on SoundCloud. So like that thing he did with Jeremiah, that's a mixtape, right? They didn't put that on Apple Music. That's just on SoundCloud. To me, that's a mixtape then. But if you put it out on Apple Music or Spotify or Title, if you start there, then yeah. That's that's an album, but anyway, uh, coloring book, <sighs> coloring book kind of you know it snuck up on me. Um, the songs that really stuck out to me and that really kept me coming back to it are all night is just oh my goodness. You like Kate Trinata and you and you don't and you do, and you've got to like all night then. Uh, I got to go back and listen. I, oh, I, 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 here's the thing: <clears throat> I heard Coloring Book
1: three times, twice for okay. the show, and then again when I got back from LA. Okay, and
0: I gotta. I got to listen to it again under like different circumstances. All Night is absolutely incredible. It's great. Summer Friends is great. I know how you feel about Blessings.
1: Oh, God. It's up there with uh, No Limit. And uh, oh, no. And, and uh, what's this? What's the what, what do we what do we say was the worst song of the year? Was the Macklemore record? Oh, Dance Off. Dance Off. <laughs> Top three worst records of the year. Really? Yeah. Blessings is really bad. <laughs>
0: You are really alone on that on that island, my friend. All alone, twirling around. It's fine. Um, but uh, but no. And then like other records, kind of sneak up on you. No problems snuck up on everybody and yes, out of nowhere did. became a hit. No problems is dope. Right. Um, no problems is dope. Some friends is great. Same drugs is great. Um, Blessings 2 At the end is good. Um, the record with uh with no name uh finish line is great. Yo, that no name project is dope. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I re listened to that. It's pretty good. She's also kind of like on the Isaiah Rashad thing where there's like, she's got a lot of consistency. Like she can really like, she can make good songs, but this is actually an interesting problem. Like in the age of abundance, which we are in, right? Where there's so many projects, they're all ridiculously long. There's stuff coming at you from every angle. What happens when you put out a really solid project that doesn't have a moment or two? Yeah. How do you stick out? You know? Like, I'm sure sh- this might be on your list, but like when I went and listened to King. Listen to what? The King album. Uh huh. Same problem. Like, that is solid. But it, in an era where there's so much vying for our attention, can you have a dope album if it doesn't have a dope, if it doesn't have incredible moments? Like in 2016, <laughs> going into 2017, what's better? Consistency, but nothing that spikes up, or up or down, but moments of greatness? Oh. Oh, okay. I
1: I wanted I I wait yep. to respond to that's the, okay. the King album. Well, I guess the best example of that is Pablo, right? That's ex- sure. Pablo's a great example of that. Pablo's up and down, but the ups are really high. Right, right. So, that's where the that's where the Neptunes argument came from because I said it's that was the rap album that I listened to the most, which then led into a conversation about Tyler created which then led to the Neptunes only use four chords. And <laughs> so I almost listen. There's only certain people that I argue music about. Mm-hmm. There's like four people in the world that I argue music about. At this point, we do clock radio speakers so consistently. I just let people talk. So like, okay, <laughs> all right, cool. Yep. This is somebody that I trust whose opinion I respect. I'm not gonna put their name out there. But when he said it, you, you ever get in an argument with somebody and they just say something that like you know they don't believe. But they're just saying it to kind of prove, you know, they don't want to get completely, I don't know, they feel like they're losing the argument or something. And then, then they're just like, yeah, well, that's why something, something, something. And it's like below the belt. I think that's where that came from. I'm just going to put it there, even if it wasn't. There's no way you can say that the Neptunes only use four chords their whole career. And even if you can, those four chords are immaculate.
0: Right. Whatever. Ugh. All right. You're number four.
1: My number four. No, this is my number three, right? Did you already do her?
0: Yeah, that was your her number, four? Was my number four. Okay, yeah, your number three.
1: My number three. Um, somebody who's been really consistent. Okay, but maybe this is an, an example of somebody who does both. They've got consistencies, but they've got highs. Okay, and that would be Rihanna's anti. Hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Uh, sup- for me, surprisingly good. <sighs> I mean. <laughs> Rihanna's
0: been putting out Dope albums for a while Has she? Yes let, let, Let's look at let, Let's look at So Unapologetic was her last album Before this Yep, yep. And there are it was dope There are good records on there And there are records that are like Eh
1: I mean Okay so I'm looking right now Yeah So Okay Okay Numb was really bad Okay Poor That Was
0: Cool Even though it was Bands That Make a Dance Right Love Song Was Dope Yeah. Right now, boy that has not aged well at all. Diamonds has not aged well at all. Stay I never liked. Nobody's business is dope. Nobody's business is dope. But that's Man, you might be
1: right. Yeah, this unapologetic album is really
0: not it's, that it's okay. Right. She okay. I don't think she's ever put out like has she had a good al- like a really good album? Uh Talk That Talk. Alright, I'm looking at that where one. Have, where have you been? We found love, cockiness, birthday cake. Yeah, you know what this is? Talk that talk and uh and loud, I feel like we're just hits. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going right now. Uh, does she yeah. not? Yeah, no. Loud, look? loud is the hit. Is loud is just hit after hit after hit. S and M. What's my name? Only girl in the world. Like, pff, hits everywhere.
1: Yeah, love the way you lie. Oh God. Wait,
0: the runners produced Cheers. I don't even know what that is. Hold Drink on, to what's, that. Wow.
1: What's uh? What's rated R? Hard. Russian roulette. No. Yeah, no. Nah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah, I so, give you that. I give you that. Anti is like, anti, okay, so I I can see you saying being surprised with that. It's probably the most consistent album out of all those. Um, this is like a full body of work. I mean, everything from consideration to same old mistakes. Yeah, I said it is probably the only record that I'll skip out of that and work because you know how I feel about singles. <laughs> Other than that, like this is this is you getting smacked in the face like consistently
0: yeah i mean kiss it better i can do without oh you bugging! that record is great that guitar is cheesy as heck it's a little
1: loud it's a little <laughs> big it's a little loud I, I can see that it's way out there um just brought like it's like the but it's the it's the the, the, <laughs> the, cheesy <guitar. laughs> the cheesy guitar represents like it reminds me of like skinamax that's what it's supposed to be. Exactly. That's why I'm not mad at it
0: because I get what they were trying to create. Right. It's like it's like the candles are lit and there's fluttering in the drapes. Guitar yeah. riff. Like fluttering <laughs> in the drapes. Ah, <laughs> uh, John, hit the fight riff. That's exactly right. Woo is incredible. Woo is pff, woo is stupid. That's Travis Scott, right? Who didn't work on who? Hip Who'd boy. Who didn't work on who? So yeah, yeah, who right. didn't work on Wu? Wu is Hitboy, Travis Scott. Okay. On production, they also helped with writing. Who also and also credited for writing? Terrius Nash. Of course. Abel. Of course. Jeremiah. Of course. And there's some other people too. Like it's like Jeez. yeah, I mean you know a lot of people. Um, Yo, what me, happened to your man Hitboy? Ever I I put this out on Twitter. I feel like every year he gets at least one record. Yeah, yeah. That you're just like oh, what's it? What's his one record this year?
1: I would say woo. I mean like woo is great. Okay. I was thinking like in terms of like hits. Oh, a hit single. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if he had a hit this year. Yeah. Really was trying to rap? <sighs> <the> Kanye interview?
0: <sighs> or was it Jay-Z interview?
1: He's really trying to redo through the wire. Like he's really <sighs> trying to make this thing.
0: Um I, I know that I know that being one of Kanye's producers isn't set out for everybody, but there's an al- there's an alternate world where where Hitboy and Travis Scott are just working with Kanye and making great stuff. Instead of Hitboy and Dom Kennedy? Hmm. <laughs> Um Needed Me was dope. Same old mistakes is crazy. I know you love that. I mean, that's basically just a remake of the Tame Impala song. And I love the Tame Impala version right, too. Right.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to mess that record up. Um <laughs> right. why is Sex with Me a bonus record? Uh I don't know. I but you know what though? It's kind of a good strategy because if somebody wants putting cuz normally deluxe additions and bonus tracks are like throwaways mm. But to actually have a record that you pushed as a single <laughs> as a part of your deluxe, and that's not a stupid idea. It makes people want to buy I mean, in a in a world where mostly everybody is streaming, yeah, I get it. But those who, who want buy. physical copies, you're gonna wanna purchase the
0: deluxe. Right. For that. And you gotta pay like what, two, three extra dollars? That's annoying. Yeah. 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 Sex will me sex with me is actually really, really
1: it's another one of those songs that is a young Christian man trying to serve the Lord. I don't need to listen. That song is crazy. <laughs> that song is stupid. That song is stupid too. But yeah, this album, top to bottom, for the most part, the ballad, some of the ballads I could do without. Love on the brain was cool, but everything else in, yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on the rest of those. But yeah, this album got a lot of run for me. Mm. A lot of run for me. Really dope. Okay, that was your number. That was my number. Th- Three, I believe No it was my number. F-
0: yeah, my number three. number three. And number three for me is Childish Gambino. Mmm, bars. Okay, just I mean, look, we 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 raved about it and we talked about it on the show. Um, me and your mama is look, that's incredible. There are yeah. it, so there are moments here where, so we when, when you talk about the whole concept of what, what matters is it consistency or highs. This is both consistent, but also full of highs and the highs make you, it's the sort of thing that you see on albums that I feel have a lot of, have a long shelf life where you'll come back and you'll appreciate them more, like, because you're just waiting for the moment. And then you, and then it's like how, you know, it's kind of like albums. I feel like when we were growing up, like, okay, this is the one song at first I'm like, nah, but that's okay. Because it's sandwiched in between these two songs where I'm like, yeah, I want this. And then eventually you're like, oh, right. That's song that. Yeah. That, the highs for this are just staggering. Yeah. Terrified. Redbone. Me and your mom. Like, yeah, like there's, you know, um, part of this too was the shock value for me of like, I didn't, I didn't think Childish Gambino had this in him. Mm. And that kind of matters to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, this is a great album. It's a great album. Yeah. And, and yeah, it just came out. And so I haven't listened to it all that much because it came out last month. Right. But it's really good. It's yeah. really really good. Yeah. Um and I'm like I can't wait to see what Childish Gambino does next, you know. Um this isn't going to be a huge like smash seller or whatever and it's so late in the year that it it's not eligible for the Grammys for this year. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets some love next year. And that's actually an interesting strategy because if you like By the time that happens, we'll probably have a season two of Atlanta. He might be ready for almost like some new music. If you think about, because this won't be eligible until Grammys 2018. So we could be seeing like, this was a big album for him. But like when the award season, Love comes back for this, comes back around for this album because it it missed out because it was late in the year, there'll be another Childish Gambino moment. And I wonder if that will be sort of, you know, I wonder if he'll be ready with another big push at that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot to like look at your own work and realize, okay, I know I feel confident that this is going to get nominated for Grammy, so I need to be ready in February 2018. like I'm not saying that he's thinking about that necessarily, but I hope he is because this is a really good album, really good okay okay i, I won't i' won't, uh, I won't dispute any of that, okay. I do feel like
1: this could be really interesting for him, yeah, in the next two years, he really set himself up to do something completely different.
0: Yeah, he can go anywhere.
1: Yeah, he really
0: can. And it's not this, you know, the history, like over the past 10 years of rappers who also sing, doesn't sound anything like this. At all. Right. We joked earlier, right? Rappers want to be singers, singers want to be rappers. We don't joke about like rappers want to be like 70s soul slash funk singers. Yeah, normally it's like pelvic thrust R&B singers. (laughs) Right. Right. It's more accurate that um, rappers want to be R. Kelly.
1: Ah this is mr biggs I'm right mr. Biggs. right yeah right. we might need to yeah we might need to do him for that thing we talked about oh that's
0: a, that's an interesting concept
1: we might need to but we don't isn't that kelly's specialty yeah that's
0: a good one okay okay right. yep mm. cut it we'll, we'll, so, we'll talk after show's over <laughs> yep